AML Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support. Hello and welcome to the AML Hub Podcast. Today we'll be hearing from Daniel Pollier from the University of Colorado School of Medicine, Aurora, US. Hi, I'm Dan Pollier, and uh, on behalf of my co-investigators, I had the privilege at ASH 2020 to present our abstract titled The Results of Venetoclax and Azacitidine in Chemotherapy Ineligible Untreated Patients with AML and Mutations in IDH1 or IDH2. We all are aware of the recent results of the randomized phase three study in untreated newly diagnosed, unfit for intensive chemotherapy AML patients with venetoclax plus azacitidine compared to azacitidine alone. And that showed improvements with respect to responses and survival with the addition of venetoclax. As a result, venetoclax plus a hypomethylating agent is the standard of care for this population of patients. Ever since the very beginning of venetoclax clinical trials in AML patients, we have noted the higher response rate and better outcomes in patients who have mutations in IDH1 or IDH2. And the intention of this effort was to amalgamate as many IDH-positive patients who were treated with venetoclax plus azacitidine and to look at their outcomes, and also to compare them to a cohort of patients with IDH mutations who received azacitidine alone. So we combined patients from two different studies, the phase 1b study of venetoclax plus azacitidine and decitabine, but screened out all of the decitabine patients and only focused on azacitidine patients and only focused on the patients from that study who got 400 milligrams of venetoclax, which was ultimately the the go-forward dose. We uh, combined those patients with the patients from Viali-A who also had IDH mutations and were also treated with venetoclax plus azacitidine. Uh, We were then able to also incorporate uh, a cohort of patients from the Viali-A study who had IDH mutations, who received azacitidine alone as a sort of a control group. And what we found were um, uh, that the, the patients with IDH mutations who received venetoclax plus azacitidine really did have phenomenal um, responses. Um, so in the context of the Viali-A study, when you look at all comers, the response rate is somewhere around 60%. When you look at um, just the IDH positive patients, response rates are are closer to uh, are, are in the seventy percent range, and depending on whether you look at CRI plus CR and or CRH plus CR, as high as seventy eight percent response rates um, in, in this cohort. Um, the patients who received azacitidine alone didn't have any better responses in the IDH positive patient cohort. They were still somewhere around seven to to 10% responses. Survival curves reflected this observation as well. Median survival for venetoclax patients who received, uh, venetoclax IDH positive patients was somewhere around 25 months, which compared favorably to about the year and a half 
for the all comers on the Vialli-A study, and only about six months in patients with IDH mutations who received azacitidine alone. We broke down those responses by IDH1 and IDH2. The IDH1 numbers were fairly small, about 30 venetoclax patients versus about 11 um, um, placebo or azacitidine alone patients. Um, but, um, and, and IDH2 had a, a bit more um, uh, patients, uh, as you would expect. The uh, response rates were perhaps a little bit better in the IDH2 positive cohorts than the IDH1 positive cohorts, with um, uh, response rates in the IDH2 patient cohorts well into the 80% range with survival that has not yet been reached. But numbers are a little bit too small to make too much of these observations. In the end, we concluded that there is validity to this observation that IDH-positive patients have better responses to venetoclax-based regimens. And the implications of this, I think, are important because while I would not recommend that a patient wait, that, you, that a practitioner wait until the IDH results have come through to decide whether or not to start a venetoclax-based regimen because this regimen does work so well in all these other subtypes, including IDH wild-type patients. But I think once a, a patient is recognized to have an IDH mutation and on a venetoclax-based regimen, one can have pretty high expectations for the outcomes uh, for that patient. And in addition, I think what it prompts the community to do here is to really biologically figure out why this uh, um, extra responsiveness exists in this cohort of patients. And, um, and what we can learn from that um, uh, will help us with the IDH wild type patients, uh, hopefully, because we will be able to apply these, these lessons uh, to um, uh, perhaps uh, the IDH wild type patients or other AML patients uh, and, and perhaps get them to have even better responses than what we're getting now. So um, in the end, uh, uh, that, that is uh, the clinical observation that we saw and the hopeful future directions that we'll take. Thanks so much for your attention. AML Hub Podcasts, brought to you by Scientific Education Support.